0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network.
1: Hi, and welcome to Episode 66 of 3 Geeky Ladies, I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me today are Vicky Stokes Hello. and Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. How's everyone doing today? Good. You know, it's August.
0: That makes me very sad. Really? I just can't. Or oh, not me. I just can't wait till fall. Oh, oh,
1: oh. Well, where you are, Suze, I understand. <laughs> but oh. it's, it... July... We had a beautiful July here. I have a nice tan. I was out by the pool, and then as soon as the calendar flipped to August, it's like the temperature dropped. We've had a lot of rain. Mm -hmm. It's only about seventy-two degrees right now.
0: Wow! I wish we
2: had um, rain
0: and seventy-two
1: degrees. (laughs) I'd give
0: anything to have some rain. But I just—you know—the minute you said you're well-tanned, all I can think of is my dermatologist that I used to assist for. He used to say, "No tan is a good tan."
1: (laughs) I am so pale that I look good with a tan. You know, because that gives me some color, but I am using the sunscreen, and I'm using a 50 SPF. I don't
0: tan at all. I don't. I try to avoid the sun at all costs. So I put sunscreen on, but you know, I used to be a sun goddess when I was younger, and oh, I would just—I I couldn't get dark enough. And I used to put bandeau soleil or baby oil and just slather myself. God, bandeau soleil was wonderful. You're baking and yourself. Band, <laughs> oh yeah, just you know, yep. And then um, I stopped, and then I started having skin cancers removed. So now I just don't go in the sun at all.
1: Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't blame you in that respect. Yeah, i I get checked. It. I get checked every year, because my, my GP trained in dermatology, so he'll give me a head to toe, and he said I'm fine. So, but so just remember, so just remember they're insidious.
0: You know, they they take a while to show up it's not just because you tan every year, the, the damage you see may be you know something that you were getting like bad burns back in your 30s. so just, just. that
1: I really didn't do. In fact, I didn't start tanning until my 40s. Really? there's there was just something about mine you know, on my body chemistry or whatever. like in my teens and my 20s, I did the same thing you did. I would lay out in the sun with baby oil. Nothing. No I know I would get nothing. I'm like, what is going on? Or I just go out there with no sunscreen whatsoever, nothing. And it wasn't until I hit my, I think it was my 40s, before I finally said, "Oh, look, a tan." Wow. But I am, but I am, I am making sure that I do use the sunscreen. Hmm. My worst, especially when we go on cruises because the sun is so much hotter when you go to Caribbean.
0: Well, the well, the Southwest too. Um, you know, Tucson. I never realized when people said what white heat is all about. And I found that living in Tucson, and if Nemo listens to this, he's just going to be shaking his head. I know I'm always, I'm always ragging on poor Tucson, but out there, the sun is so bright and reflective that it used my eyes used to ache. I was always wondering why my eyes ached. And then when I California's like
2: that too. Yeah. It is. Yeah,
0: I go to Maine and to visit and or back to New England and I think what was what's going on? And I realized that my eyes weren't aching anymore. The minute I got back into Tucson I always wore sunglasses. But my eyes ached and it was photography I thought was very hard too because you know you really have to either get up early in the morning or the golden hour in the evening because the the shadows and the, the light is so intense out there, it, it really washes, you know, a lot of color out. Or if you're doing black and white, you have to be, um, you know, I used to use a lot of neutral density filters just to cut, you know, the, the, the amount of light. So, you know, the Southwest, I think people don't realize um, how intense the heat is also in Tucson. You don't realize that you're becoming dehydrated. You're almost at a constant state of dehydration because it's evaporative cooling. And when we used to go on bike rides, I used to see like a film um, on my on my skin. And what that was was just salt from me sweating and it evaporating so fast. So, yeah. And I found that with with Tucson, that really taught me a good lesson because I constantly drink water now. And I'm very appreciative of being in that southwest desert environment because it's really I've learned to keep hydrated um, those people, there was a French couple that, um, passed away at White Sands National Monument. Um, they were French tourists and they only, they didn't bring enough water. I think they only brought 20 ounces between them and they started hiking at like 1230, one o'clock in the afternoon. And that's just something you learn again in the desert. You just don't go out and in the middle of the day, you know, you, you start to go out once that sun goes down and that's, what's different about Dallas is that in Tucson, when that sun went down, it cooled down. You almost had to wear a sweater in the evening here. It just remains humid, hot and yeah. humid.
2: Yeah. So. That's what I, I don't miss from the South. <laughs> yeah.
1: It certainly is muggy. Yeah. One thing I wanted to follow up on, uh, back in April, we had talked about home tech. So Suzanne, I know you said you've, you know, dabbled in it a bit. So I looked into it a little bit for us because we were leaving for Italy in May and I wanted something where we could keep our outside lights turned on when we weren't here so people wouldn't think the house was, was empty. So I ended up buying a Wink Hub mm-hmm. and I bought the bulbs with it. It wasn't cheap. The hub itself was $50 and the bulbs were $25. They're cheaper on Amazon.
0: They're cheaper on Amazon.
1: Well, here here here's the problem. If that was the only thing, that would have been fine. I bought the, you know, the halogen outside, outside lights. Mm-hmm. I had nothing but problems the entire time.
0: Well, just, to let, you, just to let you know, they have, they, you need to sign up for their newsletter, um, the Wink Hub, because we have a Wink as well. And if you have problems, you can reset. There is a tutorial on their website that, that tells you how to reset your bulbs because everything is Wi-Fi. And we had to do that, too. They had an issue where um, one night I woke up and I I just for some reason I I got up and I could see the hub blinking and it was blinking, you know, the, the blue and the red. And I'm thinking, what's going on? Well, they did have problems. But if you sign up for their newsletter, it will send you an email saying this is the problem. We're working on it. And they usually have a fix within an hour. So my thing my suggestion to you would be is to reset the hub and to reset the bulb, and I think you'll be fine. If not, you should contact the company because they did have an issue where they um, had some things going on, and I was going to have my hub replaced, but they did fix it. So you just may want to be aware of that. But we have, we have uh, nine Wi-Fi bulbs in the house now. And we have not had any issues for a couple months. So ever since that original problem, we have not had any issues at all. We re- we went around and reset all the bulbs, and I get them on Amazon. They are cheaper on Amazon. They're the GE Link bulbs.
1: Right. I cannot tell you how many <clears throat> times I reset the bulbs. Then I, I would I would contact the company
0: you. because they're very was, responsive.
1: They are, but they had no clue.
0: Hmm.
1: They ha- they were the customer service was good in the respect that. They answered the phone and they would talk to me. But a lot of times they had no idea. There were times I was on hold for 45 minutes. Uh, when I, About a week after I bought it and got everything set up, that was the issue they had with the security certificate. Right. I had to send it back and they, sent me, they they'd sent me my original one, but they had updated the security certificate and such. It just never worked. And one question that I had for them is, and I explained to them, I said, I've got these bulbs coming on. At 11 o'clock at night, turn Eastern time, turning off at 7 in the morning, Eastern time, or 2 in the morning, whatever I had it on, I'm going to Italy. I have the app on my phone. Are the bulbs going to turn on and off according to my home Wi-Fi Eastern time or according to my phone? He couldn't answer the question. He didn't know. And there was no way for me to test it. Hmm. What ended up happening is it, it went offline so many times. I said, that's it. I am done. I brought it back. I brought it back to Home Depot, got my money back. And I still have the bulbs. I mean, allegedly, they're supposed to be good for 10 years. So in right. that respect, that's fine. Um, what, about I, trying I just- a,
0: what about trying another hub? Because I think the GE Link works with a different hub as well. It works with the Wink hub, and it works with another one, I believe.
1: Yeah, I've, I kind of shied away for it from it for the time being. I was just got so it was, I I cannot tell you how many hours I wasted. It would it would go offline. It would work. It wouldn't work. It would turn on without me telling it to. It would turn off without me telling it to. When you uh, talk to their customer support, they didn't ask you to run some kind of diagnostics on their land. Yeah. On,
0: no.
2: on your on your land.
0: Nope.
2: Because it could have hmm. been nope. something within. Uh, <laughs> They did. They did no diagnostics at all for you. Did
1: no. Now it could very well be that if I use them for interior lights, it could be. It could possibly be flawless. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have. I have one set of lights by the back door. Well, there's two lights there, and then I have a um, a lamp that's probably I don't know thirty feet away from the from the, in the backyard by the pool. So it's possible. That maybe it was having a hard time reaching that long distance in the back. Mm -hmm. That I get, but the one outside the back door is definitely close enough. And I had the, I had the, it it wants you to have the wing hub a certain distance away from your router, which I did. Hmm. And and, you know, the funny thing is, well, it's not really funny, is that one of their call centers is only about ten miles from me. As it turned out, I didn't realize that they had one in upstate New York, I knew they had it in New York City, I didn't realize they had one upstate. And they're closing, they're getting rid of a lot of people. Mm. A lot, you know, they're quirk, it's under the quirky company, and they're having issues, people were having problems. Mm. I I may look at something else, but I was getting – my husband just kept looking at me because I'd say, okay, run outside and tell me if the light's on. And he'd have to screw the light in and out, you know. Mm. Well,
0: knock on on wood, we have not had any issues because we also have the eye sensor camera that we like, and we bought a second one, and that one, that works well. What we did for outside, Elisa, is instead of putting a bulb um, for – a Wi-Fi bulb outside – if you go to the hardware store, they have a solar sensor, and so you put that into your um, outlet, you know, outside your outside light, and then you go ahead and you put your bulb. And then the minute it gets dark, the light comes on, so it's all solar activated. So that's what we do for our outside lights, and that that, tend to, that tends to work really well. Um uh, But we haven't had, and then our home security system, you know, we have an app for that as well. And we're able to arm it and disarm it and, you know, do everything with that. The only thing that was disconcerting about that, if you buy, um, say, for instance, any of these online systems, um, they send you the kit. And they have, we bought, we upgraded ours to have a motion sensor. And so we put the motion sensors in and... The next thing we know, you know, the phone's ringing in France, and I'm, I didn't recognize the number, so I didn't answer it. Well, it was the call center, and they didn't know. They sent the police, the Dallas police, because um, the, the alarm went off. Well, what happened is the motion sensors are Velcro. They don't give you bolts, little screws to mount them. They give you Velcro, and the Velcro came off. So we ended up getting two false alarms while we were in France. So we, when we came home, my husband said, that's it, we're screwing those in. So just be aware, if anybody does have one of those um, security systems, I mean, we're happy with it. I mean, it's nice that you can arm and disarm everything, you know, online, and it's much less expensive than like an ADT. And at least in Dallas, they did a really nice job. We have Protect America is that they uh, you just pay for the permit for your particular city in Dallas, you have to get a permit and you they have the alarm system that's logged in with the city and so that's you know kind of nice um so if they, you don't respond then they will you know immediately dispatch the 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 police but i was a little you know i think we're allowed i think four false alarms we've already gone through two of them so we're you know, just if if it is velcroed, you just want to make sure you screw those in and not not rely on the velcro. The velcro is pretty weak. But I I I like every having everything Wi Fi though. I'm finding I'm I'm liking it more and more and more.
1: Yeah, I was just very disappointed. I liked the idea. Of You know, you leave first thing in the morning, maybe you're going out of town for the day, you're getting home, it's dark out. Just before you pull into your driveway, flip on your phone, turn the lights on so you're not going in the dark. I thought that was great. So I was well, really disappointed that it didn't work.
0: There is. Now, now that's the Wink system. But Philips yes. has the View system. And that's that's top notch. And my friend, that uh, Jackie, had that. That's a beautiful, beautiful system. It's a lot more. It's a lot more pricey. I think the starter kits, I think it's like $200. Um, again with Amazon, maybe it's gone down in price, but at the time the price point was a, you know, a factor for me. I'm thinking, wow, that's, you know, a lot, but they also, you don't have to get the lights that do all the colors and everything. You can just get the straight Philips view light. I think that is just like a white uh, fluorescent light. And their hub is very, very good. Jackie never had a problem with her hub. Um, and I have read the reviews and people are very happy with that. So that might be another option. Elisa is you may want to try just, you know, a different company. If quirky is not, if quirky is not doing that, uh, well, then yeah, I'm kind of nervous about that. If they're, laying off people from the call center because that means eventually this will be unsupported. So if there is an issue, then basically I'll have a dead hub and a lot of
1: a lot of Wi-Fi white bu- light bulbs. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I have a bunch of light bulbs. I have the three that are in use and I have a bunch of the 60 watts or whatever they're called now, 60. I don't know what the conversion is when they change from 60 yeah. watts to whatever. But I have, I think, five of those. So I would have to find a company that supports the bulbs I already have. There is. You know, a- I mean, they work as regular, they work as regular light bulbs. So if one of my light bulbs, you know, blows, right, I can put this right, one right, in right, and right. I'm good for 10 years on a regular bulb, but I would like to find a company that can use them as wifi.
0: Um, I'm so just looking nice. that up right now because I think, I think with the GE light bulbs, you can use wink and there's one more, there's one more hub that you can use. Let me look that up for you.
1: Okay. While you look that up, I do want to mention one thing. I know I'm not going to take the credit for this. I heard this on Allison Sheridan's No Silicast podcast. And it's a service called Nomo Robo, which is N-O-M-O-R-O-B-O, which basically is no more robo call. So it's nomorobo.com and the link is in the show notes. And what this does is you have to have your, te- your home telephone through your internet provider. So the all-in-one package. And what you do is you go to this website, you look to see if your particular cable company participates when I have Time Warner, and it does. So you just sign up with a name and a password. And what you do is you, and it, and it gives you the step-by-step how to do it. It's very simple. You basically go into your Time Warner or you know your cable company account, and you authorize them to forward your home phone number to No More Robo. And what happens is when you make get a phone call, if it's a solicitor or a robo call, your phone rings once. Ah. And if it's a phone number, they have like a, a set list of spammers. So if somebody calls you and they go, nope, this is the spammer, your phone rings once, that's it. Susay, if you called me, it would say, nope, she's good. And the phone would continually ring until my, vo- my answering machine picks up or I pick up. So what do they do? do they hang up on them? Or? It somehow yeah, it somehow grabs the call and hangs up. And so all, all it does is so what they tell you to do is let the phone ring for one ring. If it rings a second time, pick it up. If it stops ringing, you know it was a bad phone call. Now, what you can do is you look at your caller ID. And you look and you go, oh, yeah, I don't recognize that number. However, if you go, whoa, wait a minute, that was Suze who just called me. You can go on the website under your account and they have you, you cut off a call that you shouldn't have. And you can type in that number. So basically whitelist it and say this number is OK to call me. If a spammer gets through, you go, whoops, you missed this one. And then you put that number in. Yeah,
2: but you're still going to get a ring. So is your phone, like I have my phone rings all day long. I didn't realize that until I started meeting home Mm -hmm. more. It rings all day long. But
1: what's going to happen is it's going to (laughs) ring. Same people, same people. It's just a different number, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But this time it's going to ring once.
2: That's it. Yeah, but I'm still going to
1: get a ring. But you're going to get one. And then it's going to grab that phone call. And it's free service, too. It's going to grab that number and it's going to look, look against a list it already has of known spammers. And it's going to take that number and go, nope, Vicky doesn't want to talk to this person. Mm. But then when I call you, it's going to say, oh, yeah, she wants to talk to her. And then my number is going to ring multiple times until either your answer machine picks up or you pick up.
2: This sounds like a service that, that these phone companies are going to probably buy. For, I mean, because it, it, it sh- they should have that kind of capability. I mean, everybody it's wants it. to get to keep p- these people. So. But then again, in lots, a lot of these companies sell your information. So, mm-hmm.
1: And it's a free service. So I said, let me give it a try. And my main concern was my mother is deaf. So when she calls, she uses a relay service. Mm-hmm. And when she calls, it comes up as unavailable. So every time the phone rings as unavailable, I'd answer it just in case it's her. Mm. And I thought, okay, if she tells me that she's been trying to call me and it doesn't go through, then I was going to cancel this service, but it does go through with that. So they must realize it's the relay service calling that phone call can go through because it doesn't come from her home phone number. Okay. It comes from the relay service, but it doesn't come up with an, you know, 800 number. It just comes up unavailable, which normally I go, mm, no, but ever since she started using that, I pick up it just in case it's her. So, I mean, it's worth looking at. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm very
0: thankful. I don't get a lot of uh, calls like that anymore. And, you know, our our, our phone, we have AT&T u is that we can just, you know, block them. You know, you just dial a number and you can block up that last phone call. But I'm very thankful. I get, I'm getting a lot more crank calls or spam calls on my iPhone, which is really disturbing because I am on the do not call list, both my cell phone and my home phone, and we still are getting them. But thank goodness Apple has the block this caller because I have been blocking them left and right but I get one almost every single day and it's random you know it will be Chicago or it'll be somewhere in Illinois or Washington or Florida I mean just bizarre numbers and so I immediately you know just google the number and it always comes up as a spam number it's been Mm -hmm. happening a lot Mm -hmm. more it's just irritating Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've been using Novo Robo for about two weeks now and one phone call has gotten through I shouldn't have
0: well to so get was, back get to big at, to get back to your uh light bulb dilemma, mm-hmm. um, the link hub there is a link hub that you can replace the wink hub it's about thirty bucks, and right. the link hub, what you have to do is there are specific instructions, so with the light bulbs, you have to reset them to factory settings and so basically you have to turn the light bulb on for three seconds and then off for three mm-hmm. seconds for a total of six times. So three on, three off, three on, three off. And sometimes you, you just have to do it until you re- reset it. And then you, it, you can uh, pair it with the link hub because uh, that way it'll work. That's gotten a little bit better reviews, the link hub. So that is an option for you, Elisa. Oh,
1: that's the one I'm looking at online. That's the one that you, just, that you use inside the house.
0: Yeah, we so our, you just plug, our, in, plug into our, an outlet. Yeah, our Wink Hub is like that, too. Our Wink Hub, you plug into um, an outlet as well.
1: We have that. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. See, the one I had was a big one that you have to plug into the wall. And it was like a little router unto itself. It was the $50 one, the link, the Wink. Because that's what we have. We have the Wink. Right, but you had the one that you plug... Is this like the little tiny one, like the link yeah, that you plug yeah. into the wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. oh No, no. mine was a oh, okay. big one. I see. Like a 12-inch square, maybe. It was a bigger one.
0: Okay, see, that's... No, ours is definitely not that big, I can tell you right now.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I tried. <laughs> okay, you wanted to talk, Suzé, about a couple of photo apps.
0: Actually, I did. Um... Let me see. The first – well, first of all, um, I love black and white, and I still shoot film, and I develop it, and then I scan it in, and it's just a little laborious. But I – for the past, I don't know, nine years, eight, eight or nine years, I've always used Nick software, Effects Pro. I absolutely love that. To me, that is the golden standard of black and white conversion. Um, like a, a plugin or a standalone application. I absolutely love Silver Effects. And this past spring, McFun uh, is a company that has been making apps for the iOS devices. They came out with a Mac app uh, called Tonality and Tonality Pro. And it is a black-and-white conversion uh, app and you can try it for free. So I tried the Tonality for free, and I maybe had it for three days, and I thought this is really, really nice. And just as I was debating on whether to purchase it or not, they had it on sale, so that that way it was a no brainer. Because Tonality Pro is sixty nine ninety nine, I believe, and Tonality. Um, I think just the non-pro version after the trial is like I think thirty dollars. What I love, love, love about this software is, like Lightroom and Light Silver Effects Pro, it it has like different film um, options which I really like because you know some of those older films that are no longer being uh, made had just wonderful green, uh, wonderful uh, D-Max black and, you know, highlights. Just, you know, it was a look that you could get. Like, you know, I used to shoot a lot with uh, HP um, 5+, and I used to, for color, I did Velvia and, you know, all of that. And uh, But I love their, I like the way they have done, their film effects. There's also various presets, so that's really nice if you want to do any type of uh, faux toning. Um, they have some street effects, vintage, and dramatic effects. And the other thing that I like about this is that you have total control. It's still a non-destructive program. You have uh, curve adjustments like the ones that you can find in Photoshop. So people that are familiar with Photoshop, they won't have an issue. Um, the pro version supports, I think, eight layers. So the, you can do an adjustment and you, it also has a mask function. So if, say for instance, you want to do some dodging and burning in your photo, which lightens an area or darkens an area. You're able to uh, make adjustment masks and do that. I think if you are really into black and white photography, that is and you know, silver effects pro is an expense. It's kind of expensive. I think it's, well, it's, it used to be like 150 bucks. But if you want something that's a little less expensive for black and white um, conversion software and for adjustments, I think Tonality Pro is a very, very good start. It has some wonderful film emulsion frames, it has textures that you can apply to your photograph. You can open it. Does support Lightroom or An Aperture? So if you're using either one of those programs, you can open up a file from those um, apps. And um, you know, it saves in TIFF and you know JPEG, and you can use RAW files. So uh, I think for the money, even if you want to get the thirty dollar version, it's a little more limited than the Pro version. But I think it's still um, it it's still well, money well spent. You know, I think it's like fifteen dollars for the standard version. It might be like fourteen ninety nine, and then 69.99 for the pro version. And that's really, I think, what's nice about this. If you try the free version to see, for, for photographers out there that really want to get into black and white photography digitally, um, maybe to try the free version and see how you like it. But I think it's just a very well done uh, application. I was pleasantly surprised because I'm a like I said I'm really into Silver FX Pro but this one's uh not as intense as Silver Effects Pro I think it has a um a shorter learning curve you know so people can pick up very quickly and start making adjustments to their to their photographs but it's definitely worth trying out I think it's I think it's a a really good app for the Mac
1: I have so many photo apps I <laughs> I take a picture. I put it in photos. That's it. <laughs> and occasionally, I crop, change the red eye, and print one out.
0: That's, that's, that's what I do. I don't print them out though. I have an Epson printer. I had the thirty-eight eighty, and I absolutely love it. And I bought it specifically for black and white because it has a matte photo ink and in a and a regular photo ink. So you know, for black inks, and I, and I like the fact that. You know, I can get more to- tonality—not to, no pun intended—with the app, but that's what I love about this particular um, Epson printer. It, it's a professional printer, and it really does wonderful printouts for black and white. So, but you know, if you're not into printing out, I, I can understand that. But I, I do a lot of printing out, so.
1: I haven't been using my, comp- my my own personal printer to print out. I've been sending them to CVS or Walmart or something. Twenty nine cents for a four x six. It's it's just better quality if I just let them do it. I, I don't think I could do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, of course there is no way I
1: could do that.
0: <laughs> well, I had a, the first time. You know, it took me a long time to switch from film to digital. I felt like I was cheating. I know, isn't that awful? I felt like I was cheating. To do digital, which was because for me the the nascent of digital photography was when I was in art school, um, you know, uh, two thousand three four. That's that's when it was really starting. And my my first digital camera had like one megapixel. I'm like, oh, this is great, um, but it was hard because my particular college we were doing digital photography and we were working with Photoshop and Illustrator and all of that. But I mean, there was no. St- the great strides that have been made in digital photography like now and you know raw files hadn't really just they've just started to to do raw files and I I think right after when I graduated in 2005 I decided to invest in the Canon system you either really had to invest in Nikon or Canon and I said well I'll, I'll do Canon and um because both are I think equally as good and they've certainly you know kept abreast of each other as far as innovation but now, you know, um, I just bought a, a fabulous, uh, point and shoot camera that does 20 megapixels. It's just a, a wonderful camera, this Sony. And I, you know, normally when I would go traveling, I'd bring all my digital equipment and it's heavy, it's really cumbersome. And then, of course the iPhone and iPhoneography changed everything. But the problem is you're still dealing with a small file to print out an iPhone pictures. You know, it's better now. And I, I'm, Rumor has it that the new iPhone is going to finally be 12 megapixels. But still, you're really limited, you know, printing out big unless you do, you know, some conversion. Um, so, I don't know. I do print out a lot, but I I really have embraced digital photography. I really just love it. And I love the fact that I have total control over everything. I, there's no way I could give anything to Walgreens because, you know, you have to, you know, Many of those places, they don't calibrate their colors. So sometimes if you, I've had, you know, people ask me about that. And sometimes, you know, because their colors of their, photo- of their photographs are off. And that's because whoever is operating the equipment that day may not have calibrated the colors. So if people look a little green or orange, that's probably why. <laughs> you may want to go back and ask them and say, this is not how it should look. It looked much better than that. And they'll have to calibrate it. So the next one um, that came out by Ricks, they have the very uh, popular Facetune app that, you know, um, makes, your, makes your face look better when you're doing selfies or you're taking pictures of someone. They came out with one called Enlight, And I had read a lot about it. And, you know, after a while, you become oversaturated with all the photo apps. And I thought, oh, dear Lord, not another photo app that purports itself to be doing everything. Well, I think this one is a really nice app. I made an exception, and I'm very glad I did. It's a very beautifully thought out app. They have um, when you you know uh, load your photos when you would load the app. Excuse me, all your photos show at the bottom of the screen, so you can just quickly scroll through every uh, all the photos that you want, and then the menu is on the side. So say for instance you if you tap on canvas you're able to crop you're able to skew so if you wanted to like say if you're taking a, a photograph of an, a skyscraper there's an effect called keystoning, which uh, distorts the perspective of a, of a large building so they allow you to skew it and get that correct. They also have one called refit, which allows you to refit <clears throat> excuse me the um photo within your canvas without losing any detail, which is really nice. Um, Then they have, uh, you know, the regular image filters, you know, adjust and clarity and they have some presets. They have some uh, nice, uh, they have a heel, they have a tilt shift, some artistic filters. Uh, I like the urban ones that kind of puts all these different type of urban textures over your photograph. They also have brushes so you can write on your photo, they have effects and they have text and then they have frames. So it's a, it's an awful lot in one app. And normally, you know, with apps, you might get a few of these or maybe five or six effects, but not something that um, has, you know, basic adjustments, artistic effects, filters, uh, corrections for details to be able to refit a photo uh, you can make a collage, you can text, they have all sorts of things. So I was very, very impressed by this. So I think it's like $3.99, but it's well worth it. It goes on sale sometimes to $2.99, but I would definitely pick that up. I think that's a it's a really, really nice photo suite app. And it's definitely worth the money. And then the last app, again, I'm on a black and white theme here. Um maybe you've heard of a photographer. His name was Ansel Adams. He used to photograph <laughs> In Yosemite, I'm, I'm being cheeky. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <So. laughs> <laughs> but they actually, I almost missed this app. And that was a little startling for me. But maybe I've just become jaded to so many apps. But I saw this Ansel app and I thought, oh, here we go. And it went free. So I said, well, for free, the price is right. It's normally, I think, 99 cents. So I picked up Ansel. And it's a dedicated black and white app. And this is what it does, the first thing right out of the gate, which really impressed me, is when you load the app, your whole camera roll comes up in black and white. That is just so cool. It is so neat. I've never had an app do that. And so it's very easy, easy for you to select an image that you think may work in black and white because it is in black and white. So you just really have to tweak it. So when you open up a, a particular um, uh image then it does give you some print uh some presets so they have some you know weird names to some you know like coast and vintage vintage will give you like a little warm effect uh you can adjust those as well uh you're able to adjust your photo itself um You have some sharpening in there. So that's really nice. They also, I wish they had more of a a blurred effect. They don't have that. But you can adjust exposure. You can adjust your contrast. uh, You can bump up your shadows or, um, you know, lighten them up a little bit, your highlights. And then it, um, after that you get everything done and all your sharpening and you want to crop it. It has your standard cropping tools and then you can also transform it. And then you also have this strange little triangle color picker, um, mixer, excuse me, that you, uh, color pick, picker, geez, mixer, picker. <laughs> and then you can basically adjust how different colors of the original image are uh, will look converted to black and white and then uh after that you know you can you know it's a standard you know save it to your camera roll or um you know upload it somewhere that that's a really nice app i think there's a lot of black and white apps for the iphone and my go to app has usually been <clears throat> excuse me hue less or simply black and white i really like those a lot and i also like perfect black and white but Ansel, I've been playing around with a little bit more. The only thing, like I said, I just wish it would allow a little more blurred background. If you could somehow have a mask, I really would love to have a mask in this app and be able to, um, you know, have a, to be able to make something a little sharper in the foreground and a little more blurred in the background. Either that you just have to do that before with another camera app like camera plus or the iPhone camera and, and, you know, zoom in on your image. So you get that bokeh background, but other than that, it's a really good app. So for 99 cents, I think it's well worth it. So those are my, my photo apps that I have fallen in love with.
1: Now have you both upgraded from iPhoto to photos?
0: <sighs> no.
1: Yes, but, I have. I've never liked photos. Okay, so you're still using
0: iPhoto, Suzanne? I'm, I really, well, I'm using what's on um, Yosemite. The thing is, what's, pro- I'm problematic right now, I'm having issues. And the reason I'm having issues is because I went in to my iPad when I was in France and it said I had 21,000 photos. Now, yeah, I know I'm a prolific photo taker, however, thinking, wow, there just seems to be so many photos on my iPad. And I had a 28, 128 gig iPad, so I didn't give it too much thought. But when I started looking through my camera roll, some of these photos were in quadruple kit. I mean, I had four or five of the same photos and they just keep, so I deleted all of them. So I just had the one photo and you know, I don't know, last week I said, jeez, I'm back up to so many photos. And I look and again, and I think it's a cloud issue. I really think it's a cloud issue, but it's duplicating and replicating almost so many photos in my camera roll that I'm thinking of just getting off the cloud for a while. I'm just so irritated with it because I've shut off the cloud. I tried to, you know, restart everything. I know they've had this problem for a while because I went online and the Mac, uh, some of the Mac forms... This was uh, back in December they were having issues. So it's been eight months, and it hasn't been corrected. They said it was supposed to be corrected with the latest iOS update, but I think it's a cloud issue, personally.
1: So do you have no photos on your computer?
0: Um,
1: no, or I have like- I have
0: photos on my computer, but the, what I do now is I shut off the cloud, so I'm not using photos. When I mm-hmm. What I'll do, just because I want to make sure I don't, you know, I never trust anything. I'm just paranoid. I just plug it into, I actually just plug it in into iTunes and I download all my photos on my iPad into a hard drive. That's what I do. So I don't really have okay. to use photos because I'm not going to use photos as a backup. Not when it's replicating. You know, not when I have four and five photos of the same thing. It's ridiculous.
1: Okay. Now, Vicki, how was your upgrade when you went from iPhoto to Photos? It's
2: fine. I, I only have maybe uh, 2,400 photos so
1: okay not that many because i i finally upgraded and what ended up happening normally when i upgrade people will say i'm having a problem with this i'm having a problem with that and i go "Hmm, i I can't relate well now i can relate i had a problem with photos i had a major problem with apple music Mm -hmm. but with photos i have no idea what happened i did the i did the upgrade just like it said i you know jumped through all the hoops that it told me to i ended up with Photos library and photo library one. I have no idea why. And it chose photo, no, excuse me. It was photo library, photo library two. And it's some, for some reason, it chose photos library two as the main library. From what I read, if you have 50 gigs of photos in your iPhoto, you will still have 50 gigs in your Photos so you will, it'll appear that you have 100 gigs being used, but you only have 50 gigs being used. Mm. That wasn't true in my case. It actually took up all that space. I have about 12,000 pictures. Mm. I, and I called AppleCare, and they couldn't figure out. Because what ended up happening is I eventually, I, mean, I backed up, I backed up, and then I backed up again. So I still had my iPhoto, my photos, and my photo library too. I deleted the photos library. Well, instead of the the spare, I expected one of two things to happen. Either my hard drive uh, free space would stay the same or I would get some back. I ended up losing about 20 gigs. Mm. Like, how am I going to, how can I possibly lose 20 gigs when I deleted an entire folder? Mm. And it slowly started to come back. It's taken over a week to do so. Even when I called AppleCare, they said, what? Mm. What happened? How did you get a third library? I said, I have no idea. So I didn't have duplicate issues as far as like with you, A with having four and five of the same picture. Oh, it's ridiculous. I just ended up having another library that I have no idea how that happened. Mm. I don't like photos. I don't like the layout. I mean, obviously, that's what I'm using because that's what I have to. One of the things that I liked about iPhoto with the events is, and the example, I mean, everybody's going to have their own example, but for my example is when I'm knitting a project, I'll take a picture, say, of the ball of yarn. And then I might say, okay, oh, let's say I'm making a sweater. So I take a picture of the ball of yarn. Then a couple days later, I might take a picture of What the sweater looks like so far. Mm. Then a couple days later, okay, now I've got the body done, so now it's time to make the sleeves. Then a couple days later, then a couple days later, and then the finished product. What I like in iPhoto is I can take all those pictures, even though they're on different dates, and I can move them all into one event. And it might say August 1st through September 30th, because that's how long it took me to make that sweater and take those pictures. I can't do that with photos unless I make an album. I don't want to make an album. I like having all those pictures together, and I can't. Mm. And I'm sure you know people can have other situations where they want to take, a, like if you're remodeling a house, or you're remodeling your kitchen. You want to take a picture today's progress, tomorrow's progress, the day after's progress, but you don't want to make a separate album. You just want to, you know, keep them all together. You can't. Yeah, you know, maybe a minor thing,
0: but. Something is wrong with, with uh, something's wrong with it. I mean, it's, it's not working correctly because I've never, I remember when, um, and I can't remember which iteration it was, whether it was Snow Leopard or I think it was me or Mountain Lion. I, I can't remember. But however, I just remember I thought to myself, you know what, maybe I'll just try photos because what I had always done is when I hooked up to iTunes, I had image capture come up. Instead of i iPhoto, I always had Image Capture come up, and then I would basically just put everything um, everything that was on my iPad or my iPhone right into the hard drive. So I always, you know, was always had backups of my photo photos. Excuse me. So um, I noticed when I did iPhoto, I had empty. Um, you know, little squares, just like with, you know, little dotted lines around it. I'm thinking, well, what's that? Well, I ended up looking it up and it was corrupted images. And I'm thinking, well, forget that. There is no freaking way I'm going to be using iPhoto anymore. So I immediately shut it off and went back to image capture. And that's how I've always done it. So I bought more cloud space. I thought, you know what? I, it'd be really nice to have all of my photos because I do have an extraordinary, I have extraordinary amount of photos on my iPhone and my iPad. I know, I know, I know. However, I thought, you know, this would be really good. So I bought 200 gig, you know, cause I thought every, I'll have backups of, of everything, but it's replicating. So I'm really frustrated now because this is a real pain to have to go in constantly and delete photos, you know, that have, that you have three and four and five of the same photo. So I don't know why it's doing it, but Apple needs to fix it. They really, really need to fix it with iOS nine. And I'm hoping they do.
2: I think it's related to their they're them trying to sync everything, and
0: yes, I, I yeah. agree with you.
2: Yeah,
0: and uh, syncing—it's—it just keeps syncing among yeah.
2: all of the different devices. And it, for some reason, it's keeping both copies. So maybe there's an option that we're missing to to, to turn it off so that it doesn't do that. But uh, I would rather um, sync when I want it synced and sync from one yeah. mass and sync from master. And don't go. Okay, you got something on your iPhone and be copied over onto your your your, your Mac, or uh, I'd rather have control over that because I don't like a lot of stuff on my iOS device. I'd rather have it on my hard drive at home, you know. And uh, if I want that picture, I could put it on my phone if I so desire. But I don't really share things using my iPhone. I, I do that on my computer. Um, I, I just don't like to waste space on my phone. Even though I have 128 gigabyte uh, on my uh, iPhone, I, uh, iPhone Six Plus, I rather I rather have apps and music on there instead of photos.
0: So. See, I have Apple Music now, so it doesn't matter because you know I that's really nice, and I really I, I love Apple Music. I, I'm really liking Apple Music. I signed up for the three month freebie. And so far, there's only maybe a handful of groups that I I can't find on it. But even, and I'm going to show my age here, I know I am. But when I was a kid, I really, really loved the San Francisco band, It's a Beautiful Day. Don't ask me why. It's an obscure band, but I love it. I love the song Girl With No Eyes, and I thought there's no freaking way that, you know, itunes is going to have that it did and i have the album now and i i love music and i love the fact that with apple's music you can save albums for offline and that would have been really helpful in france because the the uh, bluetooth setup we had in the car was it was just messing up my my husband's iphone all the time and it was frustrating so it would have been so much better just to have saved all this music offline and just play it through, you know, into the car. So uh, the only thing is we haven't tried Spotify. So my husband's going to try the three months of Spotify and then we're going to compare it. But I will say is that the family version of music is 15 bucks a month, which is kind of pricey. The The single is nine ninety nine, which I think that's Spotify as well. So that's that's the only thing with Apple Music. It is fifteen bucks a month, but I do like it. I don't know if you, either one of you have tried it, but I really like it a lot.
1: It totally foobarred my music. <laughs> totally. I had downloaded it, you know, and, and it could it could possibly be something I did. I mean I will I will admit that, but it was just before I went to North Carolina in July. I said, let me let me do this and I think I hit iCloud, turned on iCloud library, which I did not mm-hmm. want to do. And I, but I think I was like just going, yep, click, 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 and not reading, just going, do, 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 do. Okay. We're driving home from North Carolina with my son, and he, I've got, he doesn't have music on his phone. So we put my phone in to listen. And I picked something up, and I'm like, what? We're listening to an Aerosmith song. And the album art was the cover of a Take Control book that I didn't even buy from iBooks. Mm. It was something that I had bought from the Take Control site and imported into the iBooks library. Like, how the heck is a Take Control book as the album art for Aerosmith? All the album art was wrong. I ended up having to delete my iTunes, turn off the iCloud, and I don't have iTunes match, delete my library completely, re-import it, which meant it lost all the metadata. I lost all the the uh, skips, times played, when I originally purchased it. Everything went back to zero. Yikes! Not a huge big deal, but I wasn't too happy about that. So, in that respect, I was. Or did you
2: try to restore from a, It's like an older um, um, backup.
1: Yeah, that's what I did. Okay. I pulled it in from a backup. Mm-hmm. The library. And then I also had to delete everything off my iPad and my iPhone and resync it. Okay. Which was a pain. That is such a pain to do that. Yeah. And it took me a couple of days. Because certain songs for some reason just wouldn't wouldn't go over. And then the next day they would. Because it might show I have three thousand songs. But then some of them would be grayed out. Like, why are you grayed out? So I'd have to delete them and do it again. Oh, I was not a happy girl. Mm-hmm. My husband would come in where my computer is and he'd, I'd like give him the hairy eyeball. <laughs> he would just turn around and walk away because <laughs> he knew, don't talk to me at that moment. Just walk away slowly.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I see that on some of mine where they have, it's like a little cross to the iCloud and then it's sort of grayed out. So I don't know what that means.
1: Those, I think, if you're using iCloud Library, I believe, because I've, I've seen that when I was playing, because I also, like I said, I have the three-month trial. Some songs will show up, but they'll be great. For some reason, they're not available. Well, if they're not available, why are you showing them? Well, I have mm-hmm. I have a copy
2: of it already on my in my library, and then they have it.
1: Oh, you know? oh so it's something that you... All, you know what it could be? And I, I might be wrong here. This is my understanding of how this works. If, okay, you... You, you turn on iCloud Library. Mm-hmm. What it does is it doesn't, it doesn't take your music and put it up there. So if, let's say you have um, Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones. You own that song. And you say, I want to listen to that song. It takes a copy that it already has up there and it sends it down. But it's possible that the song that you have grayed out, they don't have. Mm-hmm. I mean... Possibly. I'm not saying that that's absolutely the case. Yeah, I don't have that many. It's just a couple of us. So.
0: yeah. I've been on a feeding frenzy since I got, I have been on a total feeding frenzy with music ever since I um, got Apple music. It's terrible. Absolutely disgusting. I,
2: I just This hasn't changed my mind about how I listen to music. I don't like radio stations because for me, one out of the 10 songs that I hear, I want to hear. The rest of them I don't. Right. So that ruins the whole music experience for me. I don't like most pop music. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. And if I heard one of her songs, I want to put my hair out of my head. I don't, I I don't like, listen. I like lyrics. I like somebody that has a voice. I like music that um, has not a copy of somebody else's music. I like original right. stuff. And today, music isn't like that. For me, it's like they're... All sound the same, and the, the lyrics are so ridiculous that I can't stand to listen to it. Um,
1: so you you prefer the playlist, okay? I prefer I play the songs final... from 1978 or play I, I, uh, Neil Young. I have or... the
2: songs that I like on my, on my devices, and I only listen mm-hmm. to that. I don't want to listen to anybody's radio station, because you are not going to play anything that I remotely like to hear. And even when I tried to create my own station based on my own artist, they had so many people on there that I said, there's nothing like this artist. Who's yeah,
0: that irritates,
1: this?
0: But <laughs> yeah. Air, that irritates me. That irritates me. But, you know, I have very eclectic tastes in music. I'm all over the place. You know, I like classical. I like jazz. same way. I I like rock. I mean, I like old rock. I mean, I just... I like uh, ambient. I like techno. I mean, I'm just I'm really all all over the place. So it is nice sometimes that if you don't want to listen to a particular album, I love the fact that you can, like Spotify, you can with Apple Music, you can just get the albums you want. I really love that, especially like I love the Foo Fighters and stuff. So, but if you put it on, like say for instance, Foo Fighters or Michael Jackson or Gotan Tom, Pratt, whatever you do for a radio station, they'll play like one or two songs of that particular artist. And, you know, for me, if you have it on an instrumental, like say, for instance, you know, the other day I was working and I don't want to listen to people singing. I just want instrumental. So I put it on George. I made a George Winston radio station. Mm-hmm. The next thing I know, they're playing James Taylor. Well, I don't want I don't want to hear people singing. I just want instrumental. And Pandora used to do the exact same thing. It used to irritate me. I'd have to get up and I'd have to thumbs down everything. It's just. And then if, you keep th- if they play something else and you keep thumbs downing it, they'll say, oh, you've, you, know, you have to wait because you have your limit of thumbs downing. So that irritates me. That really does. And then with Apple, like say, for instance, they play George Winston and then they play another instrumental and you, and you go to star it and it'll say, play more like this. They end up putting James Taylor or Enya or something mm-hmm. else in there who's singing. I just mm-hmm. don't understand that. It's they they so don't irritating. understand
2: what instrumental is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they you know, were, like pretty- they, they were really sort of surprised me
2: because I, I I actually went back and li- listened to the entire keynote that they had from June and listened to the whole thing. Didn't realize that only at the very end did they do the music thing. But it was that's something we really need to talk about. Is the um, what's going to be in iOS nine and so it's, it sounds to me like some really exciting stuff. And uh, but when they got to the music part, they said that they had people who. Are going to who are in the music industry that knows music and it's going to help create this radio stations for you that know these music and I said no you don't. Who are these people? Because none of this music is related to the artists that I like to hear. Where where are they getting these ideas? I wonder if is there is some kind of music contract that they have with these people. Okay, we got to have you certain number of X Y Z music on this particular genre or whatever, but it it. it it ruins the experience for me when you you have, if I like this kind of music, you try to throw somebody else in there that's not even related to that music genre. Also, I'm I'm sorry, a lot of young people, maybe they got too many young people working for them. They don't know music. They haven't heard enough. They don't, they they don't really, they haven't, you know, we're, we're, we're all older women. We've heard a lot of different genres of music that it's gone over time, you know, and we've gone back. Right, right. So we, can, we, we can relate to a lot of different sounds. Now, I can listen to a song almost immediately and go, that sounds like such and such a person's song. And next thing you hear, there's exactly. a lawsuit out. And you go, wow, I didn't get that. I said, because you're too young. You, you haven't experienced this. You may have heard that song once or twice on the radio and it's in your head, and you think it's something new and innovative, and it's not. No, like
1: like like Blurred lines and marvelous, oh, yeah, 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 or, yeah, even, or, or even going, or yes, even going
0: back further, though. If you go back further, Jimmy Page stole the opening lines of Stairway to Heaven from yeah. <laughs> um, from Randy California's when he was with Spirit, who's one of my all time favorite bands. I, really I love was, Spirit Taurus.
2: I really wasn't into that kind of music, and I heard it. I, I
0: didn't, yeah. I
2: said, What's that song? That sounds familiar. And, and I know, poor this- Randy <laughs>
0: California, who ended up, I think, drowning, but, you know, he, but he's passed away. But yeah, Taurus is definitely, I'm a huge Spirit fan, and the yeah. only album that I wish iTunes have, and they don't, and it's one of my very favorite albums of all time, is Bear Trees by the Fleetwood Mac, way back when Danny Kerwin and Bob Welsh was with them, and I can't find that one. That bummed me out. That, I have to yeah. say, I love well, that Well,
2: maybe one. it's not... Um, can you find it anywhere else, like Amazon or someplace like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have it, but it would okay. be nice to have it on, you know. Oh, it, so it your music nice station. Have- so, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
2: Just, I just don't listen to music that way because I, if I want to hear music, I don't want to hear chopped up with crap that I don't want. This is reason why I don't listen to the radio station because I don't want to hear commercials. I don't want that. Um, and I thought, wow, no commercials.
1: But it is if you're throwing in music that I don't want to hear. So yeah. You do, do you know that, that you can reorder the playlist? So if you ask for, um, I don't know, say, uh, I, I like to do, like, play me the top 25 songs of 1978. And then we'll give you a list. And you can say, well, I don't like those three songs. So you can re- you can take those three songs and put them at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? So once you get, yeah. Oh, I didn't know you have to, that. You have, to, you have to click a lot of buttons to do so. When you when you play the song, okay, so let's say you're playing um, Thriller by Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's you, you know, you see the album art, you see it says Thriller by Michael Jackson, and you've got the play button and the fast forward and the time. There's like three little lines to the right. If you click on that, that gives you the playlist. And it's, it'll tell you what's playing now and what's up next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look through that list, and then you've got like little lines next to that, and you can move those up and down. Yeah,
2: you can also just skip those songs. You, you see what's up next, you can skip it and do it. That's pretty cool, but... That's, that's right. to well, me. Like, I, I want to I, relax and listen to music. I don't want to be clicking back and forth.
0: <laughs> I totally
1: agree. The, the less that I have to do,
0: the yeah. better it is. I just want to relax. Yeah. I, absolutely, I agree with that.
1: Mm-hmm. See, part now part of the problem with with Apple Music, and it's not it's not them. It's it's not you. It's, it's me too. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, the, the whole um, idea is
2: really great, but it's not. Well, I'm and marketing at the wrong person. I after the three months, I'm going to cancel it. I know I am.
1: Well, what what I already did. Yeah. What, <laughs> It, it, when you when I ask for a particular playlist, I already own those songs. Yeah. They're not giving me anything. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I have this one. I, okay, the top 25 songs, I own 20 of them. And the five I don't own are the five I don't like. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not getting anything new like, oh, wow, I haven't heard that song in ages. That's the reason why I have think I think I'm like you, yeah. Vicky, where I want to hear what I want to hear when I want to hear it, which is why I've got my 4,000 plus songs on my phone and my exactly. iPad. So I can just go, I want to hear Michael Jackson right now. I want to hear Tom Petty exactly. right now. I want to hear Shuffle. And I know I'm going to like it because it's my song. Yep,
2: yep, exactly. That, that was exactly what I was going to say is that I got 5,000 songs and all the songs that I like.
1: You know? Yeah, because you bought them. You specifically went yeah. out and said, here's my money, and in return,
2: yep. I want to I have some album. CDs from my old, you know, way back in the day when I used to buy CDs. The whole album's on there on my, uh, the, uh, my computer, mm-hmm. on my hard drive. But I'm thinking about getting rid of some of those songs because I don't like them. You know, I don't like every song on an album. And I'm thinking about just moving those off, maybe archiving them somewhere, and then just only mm-hmm. have... The songs that I particularly like now they'll probably knock down to maybe a thousand or so songs off my list and
0: that's what was so revolutionary about iTunes and even when Amazon started with their music is that. When they would post an album, you could buy a song. You know how many times did yeah. I go and buy a stupid CD for twenty mm-hmm. bucks? a kid borders you could buy
2: it a forty-five. A-
0: to me, it's like yeah, yes. I still have my forty-five. <laughs> I know you could, you could, you know, you go into Borders and you think, God, I only want to. You know, you'd listen to it and you think, Oh, I only want two songs. Dang! All right, I'll pay the eighteen ninety-nine. And yeah. you know, this has been great because it's ex- it's made me purchase a lot more music. if Number one. Number two, like you know, a lot of times, like you'll hear. I remember the first time I ever heard Alabama Shakes on oh, David I loved him. And <laughs> when she started belting out "Hold On," I thought, "Oh my god, I have to have that song." I now, know. did I want the whole album? No, I didn't that's, want the whole that's album. That's the only reason why I, I listen to song. talk
2: shows because I want to hear the new music. It's here. if exactly. somebody's good they got to be good in the first couple of seconds, though. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I delete the, the, the show.
0: <laughs> it, it was like Pearl Jam. Uh, Pearl Jam played, I don't know, in Jay Leno or something. And they they had a new song, Sirens, from their new album. And oh, yeah. my gosh, it was fabulous. I so again, I, two seconds later, I was on iTunes buying and Sirens. I did the same
2: thing. I did the same thing. I love, so, that. I love also, that. Also, yeah, the, the, the device is like Shazam and Soundhound, where you can, you hear something, oh, I like that song. And you can just exactly. click on it, and you know the song. You, 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 they tell you the song, and you can buy it right away. That's what I do most of the time to pick up music that I like. I've been in a movie theater. I've been in a movie theater. I'm sorry if I like that song. I'll click. I'm going to turn my phone on, and I'm going to get a jam to pick it up or sound exactly.
0: When my son, yeah. you know, my son. Um, oh, this is really funny. I wanted to see Fast and Furious Seven because you know I had heard about. Paul Walker's death, and I had never seen any of them. And so my son said, Mom, oh, for gosh sakes, you know, he said, it's about hot girls and cars. And I said, well, I used to be a hot girl a long time ago. <laughs> and a lot, a lot of sound effect <laughs> sound. yes, like, and sounds. Boom, boom, boom. Like <laughs> I like cars. So he said, all right. So he gave me his collection, and I binge-watched him. So every night, when my husband was in China, every night, I watched A Fast and Furious. And <laughs> yep, until Yep, yeah. and then when my son came over, we watched Fast and Furious 7 together. It was awesome. The ending was so poignant. I love the way they did the ending, actually. But, I mean, is it an intellectual movie? No, but is it fun? Yeah, it certainly yeah. is fun. And, yeah. you know, the storyline is kind of a little, you know, out there. But it's still, it's, it's entertaining. That's the only thing. It's an escape type of movie. But so, when, we went, when they did Tokyo Drift, they had a couple songs on there. I thought, oh, my gosh. And so I shazammed it. Well, like you, Vicki, I shazammed it while I was watching the movie and I immediately bought the music. So yeah. I bought a bunch of music just from the Fast and Furious series because it was mm-hmm. it was just really good. It just yeah. hit me right. You know, it's just sometimes a tune hits you that, you know, I, you think I have to own this.
2: For me, and, I, so to me, if the lyrics are good, I don't care if the person can't sing. I just want to hear the lyrics and I might download it. And then I look at it later and go, why the hell did I download this song? You know,
1: <laughs> that, that, um, see, I'm more of a music yeah. person. In fact, Vicky, because of you, I bought Uptown Funk. Yeah, yeah. You had you had posted on Facebook when Bruno Mars yeah. was on mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not a Bruno Mars fan. I mean, I think he's good, but he's it's just not for yeah. me. And I watched that video that you had posted. And at first I went, yeah, okay. And then I watched it again and I watched it again. And I couldn't get it yeah. out of my head. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, this is mine. Yeah, because they're and so mad at you the
2: 70s. then didn't come to find out that, yeah, he was copying off the, not Bruno Mars, but I think Mark Ronson.
1: Mark yeah. Ronson. But the video, yep. I think, is so I cute. think it's so cute. Like, yeah. I, I go on YouTube and I watch the video. I thought, me and Mars so cool. Day at the
2: time and,
1: I mean, and all the
2: other groups that copied off that uh, that whole kind of, uh, you know, uh, R&B groove kind of soul thing. It was just cute, you know?
1: Yeah, I think it's just a fun song. It is, it is. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, I but they think it's a fun thing. They just,
2: they just, um, I, I forgot what group, that, is it the Gap Band or somebody they copied off of? I don't remember. But they decided to just give the man his royalties off the song. They didn't fight it, they didn't go to court. For Uptown Funk? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't hear
1: that. Yeah,
2: yeah. So he's he getting royalties off the song. That's what you can do. Simply say, okay, yeah, you're right. You know, uh, I'm not going to go to court and waste money and make myself look bad. I'm just going to, you know, yeah, sure. We'll give you your money. Because the whole song is really uh, uh, based on, I forgot the name of the group. I think it's Gap there but I'm not sure. But um, the guy, um, uh, they had a, like a theme song that they did at the end of their show. And the the music is almost identical to it. Even the dance stuff is sort of you know all these people copy each other. But they give you give credit to the people that you got it from, and you give and if you're making money off of it, you have to share the royalties. And they did they did that was a classy way of doing it. it. Is just say okay, you're right. We're not going to fight you.
1: Hmm. We we'll
2: share the royalties with you. You know.
1: I never heard that story. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: yeah. yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah. So I. I... Mm. For for no try, I mean, I know, uh, Suze, you've got Amazon Prime. I've been trying to get more into Amazon Music. They've got and they've got a lot of good playlists. Oh, they're pathetic. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, Um, (laughs) they 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 only have
0: (laughs) they only have a million freaking songs. They have no sting. They have no police.
1: They have no. I mean. It's a joke. But see, I already, I already own that stuff. I already own the It police, doesn't matter if you were, know, so like, yeah, I know. But, I mean, to me, for, for me, it wouldn't matter because I want to listen to something I don't already have. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think they have enough.
0: And I think they're way too late to the game, personally. Yeah, That's and, my and opinion.
2: They're, they're, I'm surprised that they even try it. You know, because it, yeah. it's, it's,
0: it's like they're 20 years behind. Yeah, you know, it's not I much. totally agree I totally agree.
2: I mean, every now and then, every now and then, you can buy really inexpensive music from Amazon.
1: See, I buy most of my music from Amazon because it's. It cheaper. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's nice about Amazon too is, if you do want a CD, which I do like to buy occasionally, because my car being so old, it doesn't have USB or or an auxiliary jack. So I listen to CDs. Is if you buy a CD from Amazon, it automatically will send you the MP3, so you don't have to worry about. Um, ripping it to your computer
2: yeah that's true which, but I, saw, I, don't want nice, CDs. I don't nice. want anything that's going to collect dust in my house and CDs are would do that
1: <laughs> nope still have my CDs, still have my albums, still have my 45s yeah. Yeah, they are precious I, to me I'm,
0: I don't have our albums anymore um, yeah I, no, sold I, my, I, I
2: sold my to these um, CDs and all of them to uh, these replay uh, stores I don't think they even have replay stores anymore.
1: No, you'd have to take my albums out of my cold. Oh, I'm serious.
0: (laughs) So who's is anybody going to be upgrading to the new iPhone? I am. I am, just let you know.
1: know, well, We have to wait until September when they make all their announcements. Yeah, But But iOS 9 is going
2: to be exciting.
1: And and also uh, the new OS
2: OS X is going to be really exciting
0: iOS 9 is going to be exciting, but also um, I always upgrade on the S's. I, I always have because they usually tweak the camera, almost always. They tweak something with the camera. And this time they're finally going to bump it up to 12 megapixels, which will be nice. And it's supposed the iPhone 6S is supposed to be just a little bit thicker, too, than the current um, iPhone 6. So I'm happy about that. Because I won't be getting the big one, yeah. It's supposed to be a little bit thicker. Why and it thicker? well, uh, Bendgate, remember Bendgate? Uh, I think silly. they're making it a little bit thicker, but still this. Why are you? I'm not sure if it, I'm not sure if said on your phone that you're not going to cost. Well, I know, I know, I wasn't, it, I know, but the thing is, is I do think they need to do something with the screen, I know that. Um Gorilla Glass was ru- uh, rumored to be going into the iPhone 6 and the 6 Plus, and it didn't quite make it. But my son, when he upgraded his phone, he was really excited to get the 6 Plus. He, he had a scratch screen twice. He brought it in to get the 6 and that scratched too, and he said, the heck with it. So he went down to a 5S. I think um, it's I think he-
2: something that was going on in Texas, because I know a couple of <laughs> other people. I'm on serious. A couple of other oh, people okay. I know. In, in Dallas area, they had the same issue.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 So,
2: so that, that, that's was, three people I know that had the same issue. So maybe yeah. this is, but, that's in that area.
0: But I like the fact that they're going to bring force touch that they have in the Apple watch. They were saying that, you know, that is a good possibility. Of course, rumor has it that Force Touch would be in the 6S. But I have a 5S. I'm not unhappy with my 5S. But um, this, is, this is my third one because I, I've had it replaced twice. Um, mm. Once, as you know, I accidentally dropped it in the toilet. Um, and then the battery just decided to go on one of my 5s's, the replacement one. So this one is another replacement. But, uh-huh. yeah, I, I think I would like a little bit bigger screen. You know, I don't want the, I don't definitely don't want the, like the 6S Plus. I just want the 6S. I think that that's that I'm surprised
2: that right now I don't have my, I I don't have a phone that has uh, cell service because I'm switching from Sprint to AT&T. And when I decided to unlock my phone and I paid my final bill, they disconnect my service and it led me to believe that I could immediately go to AT&T and get service. No. Right. I have to wait till their billing cycle ends, which is at the end of the month. So I got three weeks. where so I don't have me? a phone. I'm you not kidding. Sh- what? what you, you, don't you think that would be something you want to tell somebody?
1: That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. I, you said you paid, you're paid in full. So what's the problem? They, they can't unlock it until the end
2: of the billing cycle because that's when it ends.
1: They can't they it can't stop it. It can't do any of that. I
2: said, this is bull. I said, fine, fine, fine.
1: Why can't they give you service then until, and then say, okay, at the end of the month, up to, you know, as of September 1st. Because you, you know, know what? Do they what do they don't want like to pay it. me
2: back what I already prepaid. If I don't Absolutely. have service from now until
1: the end of the month, and I
2: pay to the end of the month, then you mm-hmm. might as well let me have service until the end of the month. So exactly. it works. Can- and what the way they should explain to me is that what you do is you, you quest to have your phone unlocked. And then you have to wait until they send you an email telling you now you can go, you can, um, they give you a unlock code. You can unlock the phone with this unlock code and then you can cancel your service. Well, they didn't tell me that. They just said, OK, sure, you can pay for it now and disconnecting my service and I don't have a phone. That's oh, see, terrible. On well, I, did. I, I went to that screaming. Facebook page and was screaming and said they were, they were a pile of excrement. And they said...
1: <laughs> they <laughs> can said, you be more specific, said, please, please
2: send me a message with your phone number so we can call. And they called and talk to me. Sprint is very good at sending people to you and being very nice, giving you extra stuff. That's the reason why I was with them for so long, even though they have crappy service. It's because they, they give you extra stuff. You know, they... they um, they knocked, I had a, a Wi Fi um, uh, uh, Connect hotspot thing that it, eventually I was in up paying maybe just $10 a month for it when it was like 25 Because every time I called them, it dropped the price down. Um, that's to keep my service. Um, and they did a bunch of other stuff. That's the reason why I went to them with my cell phone service, not knowing that their cell phone service is awful. Unbelievable number of drop calls. It's just not even worth it. So and even in Tracy, where we get unbelievably good signals from just about everybody. For Sprint, I got awful service. So um, uh, they called me and they were very nice. And I told the lady, you you guys are just, I have no problem with you guys calling me and trying to bend them back to help me. But for them to just take my money and know that I was getting ready to go over to AT&T, another service, and that I would not have my phone until the end of the month. It's ridiculous. She said, well, maybe they didn't know. I said, then they should know, because I know I'm not the first person that unlocked their phone. I can't possibly be right. this person. I said, this no. is ridiculous.
1: Now, see. Then they would have prorated you on your bill. They're gonna to
2: have to reimburse me. That's another thing, people out there, make sure you go back to these companies and uh, they give you your money, because Comcast did that to me. They owe me money. And they just didn't pay me. I forgot all about it, and like four months later, I had to call them like three, four, five times. And then eventually I got my money back. So I don't think they were planning on giving me reimbursing me at all. If you go four months past, and then you still have, I go online and see my account and still see that they owe me money. (laughs) And it is to pay me back. AT&T did the same thing when I canceled. them. I go back and forth between the different services. If you don't give me the price I want, I'll drop you and go to the next one. Um, and so I go back and forth. And both of them have tried to do that when they don't pay you back. And they owe me hundreds of dollars. At one time, AT&T owed me like $400. $400. Wow. It, yeah. You know, they, 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 they give me my money back. said, so, oh, I'm going to call you guys every day you <laughs> give me my money <laughs> you crazy mm-hmm. and then who was was only maybe like $40 I didn't care I had the time to call them and keep bugging them about my 40 bucks. <laughs> Just, because right. if we all did that imagine how much money they would, they'd be making off us you know they're already making mm-hmm. outrageous money off us anyway but anyway um, Sprint does have really good service in terms of they're trying to please people they, they want to they have good public relations Unfortunately, they have awful service and they have the worst website of any uh, 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 cell phone provider I've ever. It's like the most confusing, jumbled website I've ever.
1: You're right. You're right. Because I had to help someone. Um, she had a, like, a MiFi. Yes, I have. the Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, she didn't know how to activate, so she asked me to do it. I ended up having to call customer service because I couldn't figure out on the website yes, how yeah. to put in her name and password. She had a name and password, but she didn't know where to put yep. it. Yep,
2: yep. It's crazy. It's the worst website ever. And even when you try to pay your bill, it's confusing. You know and it's been like that for I've been. I've had something with Sprint, like my MyFi had for like unbelievable number of years, maybe six years or so. And then I went with them for the last three years with my iPhone. So I've had their services for the longest. And that website has been like that. Just the worst website ever. Now they got presence on Facebook, Twitter, all this other stuff. They need to go back to the bare minimum and go back to your website and fix that. Then maybe people won't be on to Twitter and on Facebook slamming them. Because you could find those answers. There. You should be able to find the answers to just write everything on your website. Come on. When somebody goes to Facebook and Twitter they're slamming you. They're not talking about how wonderful you are. Yeah. So,
1: AT- AT&T's, is, is, it has its moments, too, of, of being difficult to find answers. Well, their UVerse service
2: sucks. <laughs> I just went back with it because Comcast, again, you know, they wouldn't reduce the prices. And the Internet just intermittent, on and off. It's, just, it's really bad.
0: Tell um, me about it.
2: Their on demand. is just like non-existent.
0: yeah we're 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 in the hub i mean at&t this is where their headquarters in in dallas and Mm -hmm. well you know when we've done podcasts how many times have i dropped or my wi-fi has been messed up i mean it's it's terrible it's i have to i mean the phone calls i have to say are better the cell service is better um we don't drop we used to drop a lot of calls in tucson not so much here Mm -hmm. um and actually, in France, you know, um, we use their, you know, local provider, and actually, it was very good. Mm-hmm. But the Wi Fi itself, the Uverse, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, it's just, really, uh, yeah.
2: they should be shaming yeah. themselves.
0: They've replaced our router, uh, I don't know how many times they've replaced it, maybe three or four. I mean, we're always running our, the thing is, is that, you know, when you do the test to see how fast you're running, we're always coming up really low. And, so uh, I don't.
2: Mine, mine came up that is. Oh, there's nothing wrong. I said, then why the heck when I try to go to uh, a website? Say just Facebook. Half the screen will show up, half of it doesn't. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, I've never Jeez. experienced that kind of bad service. <laughs> Not since maybe the early '90s
1: <laughs> when we first. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> modem. <motivated. laughs> Oh my god, this is I, like,
0: I'm in I'm in a modem, excuse me, not router. I'm in a modem. Yes, I know. It's yeah. it's uh, Well that's the thing with Comcast, the thing with Comcast is
2: that that customer service is like the worst ever. I mean yeah, at 99.9% of the time I resolve my own issues because i have been working with these people and they're asking me to do stuff I've already done and then I go, Oh, let me let me try this. Why are they trying to tell me to do something. Oh never mind, I fixed it. And hang up because they, I know they're not going to get there. I know they're not going to fit. One of the things that happened with me, and the reason why I left them, besides that, they didn't want to reduce the price. Um, is um, there was an issue with my uh modem, and uh, some of the ports on it the router, not my, my my the wireless gateway, some of the ports were bad. I didn't know that, and so I, I told the guy, and this is something very common, you know. Well, some of my devices work and some of them don't, and they're all directly connected to the gateway. Now I should have known that, you know, because hey, I, I work in in networking and stuff like that. And as I said that, I went, oh, I think I want to try something. And the guy's still going, Well, no, we need to do this, to do that. I said, no, never mind, you know. Uh, hold on a second, let me see, figure this out. And, then, and I disconnected and I moved them around. I realized that's what it was—that the gateway went out. And what really took me off is it's like that was the third gateway I've had. The
0: third one. That's the and same way with year. us too. This year, this year. Oh yeah. wow! No, this year. Ours I'm not talking three,
2: about. Uh, is, huh? I'm sorry.
0: Ours has been th- three years. We've had one replaced almost every single year. But I, I know what you're saying, Vicki. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's just like this is freaking
2: believable. You know? <laughs> I I, I, he said, "Well, all you can do is go but I said, "I've done this. You don't have to tell me what to do or how to fix it to resolve it." But this time, instead of just going over to get a replacement, I'm taking all this equipment. You guys can't. Because I had started at the beginning of the year. I realized that, you know, that little discounts they gave me, was gone. And, and I called them and tried to get a, disc, uh, a reduction and then they refused. And I said, okay, I need to start looking for another service. And I just forgot about it. I just ignored it. Every month I got the bill. I went, oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to do this. Well, that pushed me to do it when I realized that all my equipment that I thought something was wrong with my uh, Apple Express and all those other things. No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's their crappy equipment that's causing my problem. And whenever you mention that you got something else other than their crappy routers on your environment, they always say it's your router. You know, I don't go like, that, that's, that's not a good excuse. That's like, you can't just, you need to eliminate yours first. Figure out what's wrong with yours and don't immediately say your customer is, is the problem. Um, but I had never had problems with Comcast equipment until this last bout with them. Uh, I had, had Comcast for like three years, no issues. Then all of a sudden, I started having issues with them um, with my internet. And that turned out to actually be one of my routers that I had, you know, uh, wireless routers that I had in my house. Um, but it's that cost. It's so doggone expensive. And you know, it, I just I just couldn't see myself paying two hundred dollars a month, and then them not telling me what those two hundred dollars covered. You know, have, have they ever been able to break down what each one of your things? Because they had that bundle: the phone, the internet, and uh, the TV. And that you look at it, go and say, "Well, okay, if I remove the phone, how much is that going to save me?" And it, then it turns out to be oh, just twenty bucks. I said, "Excuse me, but when I first got the service, you said phone was just twenty bucks." <laughs> so when they try to pull it out I think they're not telling you the truth What your real costs are um, And that's one thing AT&T does do Is they list what the price of everything is On their website
0: When I was when I lived in Tucson <laughs> One of my friends uh, When I was in the collage group She was so frustrated with con- uh, Comcast Because she was getting Emails like Four of the same ones And she <laughs> called them it, they, she called them and they gave her the runaround. around. They, they weren't very nice. And she was so frustrated. She said, Susie, is this a Mac thing? Well, you know, is it a mail thing or what? So I, I checked her settings because she wasn't getting them on her phone or her iPad. So we, I checked all her mail settings. It was exactly the same setup. So I said, well, you know, let's, let's delete it and redo it. We did that. You know, everything still was okay. But she was still getting, I sent her some test, test ones. She was still getting four of them on her Mac. The, and just one on her phone and one on her iPad. So I called up Comcast. So, you you know, you get the girl, and she likes to treat you like she's a complete idiot. And uh, she's like, well, you know, I think this is an Apple problem. I said, no, it's not an Apple problem. I said, just to let you know, I'm very familiar with Apple. Are you? And she <laughs> said, well, um, um, I said, I need to speak to a technician, okay? I said, because I don't think you can help me. I need a technician. And I was really abrupt, but you know you get to a point where I just can't suffer fools anymore. You know, I'm not going to go through, yeah. through the whole yeah. rigmarole when this poor woman already did this with you twice and you didn't you didn't resolve her issue. So I talked to the technician and he actually was a little bit better. So he, he was fiddling with stuff and I was fiddling with stuff. And somehow he said, well, let me send a test. Let me reset it for my end and see if we can... Work this out and he did, and whatever it was, whatever he did, and whatever I did with her settings, it resolved the issue. But Mm -hmm. the point of the fact is, is that it it was Comcast, yeah, and I had problems with
2: them doing that too,
0: yeah, yeah. I I, decided not to
2: use their server, their mail server, yeah, screws up stuff, yeah.
0: it screws something up. So my girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, Jackie had Comcast, and she was always calling them. She, she said, oh, Suzanne, you know, I have to call them. I just dread calling them because it was going to be two hours on the phone trying to work through everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's awful when a company has such poor customer service that they can't send you right to a technician and deal with it, you know. That
2: they, and this, that, that's a common problem. That's a common problem. They should have a solution to something that happens commonly.
0: Exactly yeah. tried this that the other thing because you mm-hmm. know the thing is is say for instance with Apple care and I'm just throwing this out um, when I f- had my power book it was randomly just going to sleep on me just it would randomly go to sleep I'd be working on it and then boom it would just go to sleep what the heck is going on and so I remember calling up Apple Care, and they said, okay this is what we want you to do I want you to, you know we want you to do this we want you to set the parameter ram they, I mean they had a whole list of things they wanted mm-hmm. you to do mm-hmm. and it fixed it And it was great. Well, then when it happened to do it again, it was a bad motherboard and they replaced it. But the fact of the matter is, is when you call a company and you're frustrated, you know, treating them like they're five years old and going through everything and talking slowly, that is condescending. And boy, that just that raises my hackles, number one, instead of, you know, when. People used to come in, like when I was a nurse, and you're going to see this too, Vicky. when people come in and they start to have this, the correct nomenclature, like when they start talking, you know, like medically with medical uh, terminology, you know, that they have a medical background, you know, mm. so you, you speak differently to them. You're like, oh, okay, they're familiar with medicine, you know, she must be a nurse or, you know, maybe has a husband that's a doctor or whatever. So you kind of not up a notch. Oh, she could be a doctor. Or she could be. Usually, though, they'll say, "I'm a doctor." Uh, You know, nurse is more or a little more subtle. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is you know, when you're calling these tech companies, you know, if you're telling them what the steps that you've already taken, then they should just say, "You know what? She's not stupid. He's not stupid. Let me go ahead and put them right to a technician because obviously they've tried everything and it's not working." That would really go a long way, as far as I'm concerned, about cutting your frustration level down you well, know do. one, um, thing,
2: one thing we should note is that what apple they do own the os and the hardware and everything so they
0: yeah their level of care yes. is
2: going to be different because they know well as Comcast and the rest of the people they don't know what you have in your home and, and they may not have even had an experience with whatever you have in your home so you gotta give them that but you're right don't be condescending to anybody
0: no, But the thing is, is that yeah. nowadays you either have an Apple or you have a PC. That's what you have. You have either a PC or you have an Apple. You know, mm-hmm. and so either they have a technician that deals with Apple and say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an Apple problem. You know, this is how you need to reset this. Um, you know, we've had issues, you know, with mail not playing well. I'm sure they have a knowledge
2: base. I'm sure they have a knowledge base of But they situation. don't ever.
0: They don't, though. But because when yeah. you call them, they're like, well, you know, no, this must be an Apple problem. You're going to have to call Apple. No, it's a Comcast yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, look at who's ranting now. <laughs> I know, I know.
2: The rant, it's just so the frustrating when you realize you're paying for this. This isn't free service, and and, exactly. and and they're pay- We're being overcharged for the services that we're getting. I mean, we just—it's just TV. Come on, you know. It's just—I mean—and—and they're—I—I uh, I don't know. I—I I just. Well, that said, I'm, I'm not I, when I'm not getting my money's worth. You're going to get me angry, you know. So that's just I'm end. excited about the new Apple TV
0: coming out. I will say that. I I hope uh, I I am excited about that. Really, I didn't, hear, I didn't hear about the Apple TV. Well, they have to come out with something soon. I mean, this this our stinks. I hate our oh, little. Oh, Apple. oh,
2: I got, it, I got. It. Uh, you're just saying, oh uh, yeah, you're waiting for that.
1: I thought, I yes. thought you
2: said that was an announcement. That I missed it. Like, <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> Maybe in September. Okay. So we're going to wrap up this marathon episode of a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And we kind of touched a lot of different faces A lot of ranting. (laughs) A lot of ranting. And a lot of good stuff, too. So I want to thank everyone for listening. We'd love to get your feedback. We'd love for you to get in touch with us. Topics, uh, ideas, your feedback on what we just talked about today, positive or negative. Reviews in iTunes would be very much appreciated. Helps other people find the podcast. You can get a hold of us. All our contact information and Facebook and Twitter is all at 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. Again, we thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.
2: better be listening to the tech fan podcast because if you're not well you may not live long enough to regret it
1: remember it's called the tech fan podcast listen and you won't regret it